Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Whoa. What a busy Friday. I've been out kind of monitoring everything. I've been driving around Central Texas. I've been all over the place. We got big things happening in Belton. I was just talking to someone about maybe maybe I'll be uh, doing a live show in Belton. We got Mary Harden Baylor, uh, UMHB, doing big things. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I, I like to jump on a bandwagon. I may jump right in the middle of that thing. So I, I may just, you never know where I'll be in Belton, but I might, uh, I might do it. And uh, I want to remind everybody that, um, I don't know if I put this out there on uh, social media or not. Aaron, I probably should tweet this out. Uh, 20 minutes away from, uh, from Joey McGuire, former Baylor associate head coach, is going to be on with us. I'm going to have to put this out here. Texas Tech, what is, what is uh, Aaron, what's Texas Tech's, uh, let's see what Texas Tech football would be. Uh, I'm going to have to put this out. Oh, there it is, at Texas Tech FB. So, Texas Tech football coach Joey McGuire will join us at, at uh, 420 today. And, uh, Aaron, I would think all our, uh, all our Red Raiders will be gathered around the station to hear kind of what Joey has planned. And then the Baylor Bears as well. I mean, the man spent uh, quite a bit of time with us. So what what has it been like at Tech so far? What are they uh, – uh, Aaron, remind me, where are the Red Raiders playing? They have a bowl game. Do you know off the top of your head? We, we ought to double-check with the uh, – I don't think Joey's coaching in that thing, obviously. They'll let – and they've had some turnover there because uh, if you think about it, um, Sonny Cumbie is now going to be the head coach at Louisiana Tech. But I think I saw where he's going to stay and coach their bowl game. So we got to we need to ask Joey about that. Aaron, do you? Uh, I hear your. I hear your. Mic. Sorry, I hit do the you, mic. Uh, yeah, there's some information. They are playing in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl against yeah. Mississippi State, who is coached by drumroll, uh-huh. Mike Leach. Oh, that's right. That's right. Should be. I'm. I'm looking forward to that game. I really am. Do you have the date on that? That will be. On December 28th in Memphis, obviously. December 28th in Memphis, the Liberty Bowl. I'm trying to remember if Baylor, which one they played in. I feel like Baylor played in the Liberty Bowl the year the Bears beat LSU 21-7. to That would have been 1985, let's call it. About 1985. Aaron, you and I would have been a... Uh, uh, we would have been about 12 years old, but um, that was a uh, that was a good win for the Bears. I believe that would have been uh, White Lightning. They used to call him the man who was a track star as well as a receiver for Baylor, John Simpson. And uh, John Simpson was on that uh, Baylor team that beat LSU 21 to seven in the Liberty Bowl. I believe it was. You are amazingly correct on everything wow. you just said 21 wow. to 7 in the 1985 liberty bowl good job 
surely you weren't double checking me. No, I would uh, never do that. You would never need to do something <laughs> like that. Um, I, I always used to get that when the Liberty Bowl mixed up with the Independence Bowl, but the Independence Bowl would take place in Shreveport, Louisiana, and uh, that is where they used to play. Uh, uh, well, La Tech would play some games there. Baylor once played in that uh, in that actual stadium against La Tech in one of those uh, pre uh, non-conference games when I was a kid. I remember going through there, and uh, that was always a fun time. But the Liberty Bowl, as you said, in Memphis. So Joey McGuire, former boy, he was once among us, and now he is the Texas Tech head football coach. And he is assembling quite a recruiting class. And he's been looking at the portal. Of course, that uh, they said that uh, one of the, the uh, transfers uh, took a visit there recently, and that was none other than Quinn Ewers, who is that star player from South Lake Carroll who left high school a year early, went out to Ohio State. And I guess the thought is, Aaron, now that I've kind of worked through this in my head a little bit, that Ohio State quarterback, C.J. Stroud, who had such a great season, I think he has at least another year left. So I would guess Quinn Ewers is like, hey, hey, I, I want to get this started. I'm ready to go. So Quinn Ewers is uh, going to end up at University of Texas, Texas Tech, and I would say TCU's kind of in that third position. Now, I, I continue to be interested in the uh, what these coaches are doing. Today, the, the news in college football, uh, BYU locked up Coach uh, Sataki. Uh, that guy's a great coach. Aaron, did you know what his record is over the last two seasons? Take, a, take a, just a guess. What do you think? I'll just tell you, they've played 24 games. What do you think, what do you think Sataki's record is over the last two seasons? 24 games, 18 and 6. Uh, 21 and 3. Wow, that's, that's that's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think only Saban and maybe one other coach, who would that be that's way, way up there? Maybe Ryan Day, but I know Saban for sure has that type of record. Now, of course, the great uh, – oh, an AP Coach of the Year, it did come out. I, I like all these awards when they do the right thing and they're, they give, the, give it to Baylor folks. But it kind of, you know, bums me out when they give it to Jim Harbaugh. Now, they finally beat Ohio State. But let's be honest, the only reason he's getting this is because they never could beat Ohio State, and they finally did, and they're going to the playoff. I mean, they've had a great year. They just lost one game. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, Michigan's had a tremendous year. But think about the expectations. I mean, Michigan every year is expected to win 10 games. This Baylor team was predicted to win at most like five games. Or like if, they, if it was a miracle, they might win six games. And they end up winning 11 games. Okay? We're talking at least five to six games over what the expect, expectation was. To me, that's who your coach of the year should be. That, that to me, says AP National Coach of the Year. But they picked uh, – they picked um, – Harbaugh. I would have, honestly would have rather him pick Fickle for going undefeated and making the playoff and, uh, than, uh, than Michigan's Jim Harbaugh. Part of that is a little unfair to Harbaugh, but Aaron, the guy's been to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's had great teams. He's played in like two NFC title games uh, with his teams. 
took a team to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, he's had great, great success, and I think he's been honored for it. So I, I think maybe that kind of uh, makes me think about, you know, whether or not. So that, that's, that kind of uh, uh, a little bit colors my judgment on uh, Jim Harbaugh. But uh, Jim Harbaugh wins the AP Coach of the Year. Other coaching news today as we come out uh, firing is, uh, Aaron, I wanted you to comment on this. University of Virginia hired Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator from Clemson. Does that sound like a does that sound like the kind of hire, Aaron, that uh, that uh, you think could turn get this Virginia program going? Now I got to say I don't think Bronco Mendehall did a bad job, uh, but but I, I I just wondered what you thought about that particular hire. If I was a Virginia fan, I wouldn't be blown away. I'm not saying anything bad about him, but uh, he did have Trevor Lawrence, and before that. He had Watson, so, I mean, he was um, – they've been incredibly, incredibly – I wouldn't say lucky, but they've had great quarterbacks uh, up until this year, and they have, a, I think, a very good quarterback. But I, I, it looked like, you know, obviously a step down from two of the best college football quarterbacks of the past 20 years that they had before him. Um, it, it just doesn't blow me away, and it wouldn't if I was a Virginia fan. I think it's a good hire, but I don't think it's the game changer. All right. I uh, I uh, I hear you. I, uh, I I wonder if if Baylor had have hired Tony Elliott instead of Dave Aranda, like back then when we didn't know what we know now, like <coughs> what would the re- reaction have been? I guess there would have been some excitement over the offensive nature of the hire, but Aranda had was just coming off a national title at LSU and was thought of as maybe the top defensive guru in the country. So I would say, and I'm saying, we obviously we know what we know now, so we would prefer Aranda. But if they had have hired Elliott at the time, I mean, sure, everybody would have rallied around the hire, but he wasn't even in the, I mean, think about the bullet, <coughs> Baylor Dodge. They had an opportunity, uh, what, I think as Pete Thamel from Yahoo, who does a good job, covers a lot of this stuff and breaks a lot of news, I'm pretty sure he reported that, um, Fuente was the guy that that was the lead target for Baylor, and bas- basically Baylor had uh, offered, made the offer. Well, I quickly realized and discovered that that just was simply not the case. I, I'll never forget. I was I was walking into a Baylor basketball game, and I was desperately trying to figure out this news. And I, I think it was the night we were honoring. The voice of the Bears, John Morris, had just kind of gotten like maybe the you know sportscaster of the year, the Texas sportscaster of the year. He'd won some kind of big award, and John texts me like, "Well, did you hear who the new head coach was?" Is and you know John is plays things pretty close to the vest, but I went I went crazy. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, John knows." He's trying to tell me, and I I'm calling John. I mean. He remember he already started a basketball game, and then I'm headed into the Ferrell Center, and I'm gonna make a beeline for John and wait till they go to a break, because I feel like John's trying to tell me who the next Baylor coach is, and and then John responds like, "Hey, just kidding. I I don't know anything." <laughs> he was messing with me a little bit, and uh, Aaron, you know, it, it was a time when I was pretty. Uh, 
I was pretty intense. So I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Come on, John. That's uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John got me. It's, it's something that you it, – it's – I don't know if it's out of character. I wouldn't expect that from John. That's pretty. That's a pretty great practical joke oh, from him. If, if it involves me, John is capable of, of playing, <laughs> yes, a joke. And uh, he, he knew that I was all fired up and excited, and that's when he, he kind of decided to mess with me a little bit. And I, and I, y- y- I bit hard. Because I, I, in my mind, I'm like, well, John never tells me anything. John... You know, John's a vault, man. I mean, we're great friends, but it's not like he gives me scoops or anything. So I thought, my gosh, I've got to get to the arena, and I've got to go see John as quickly as possible. And then as I'm trying to scramble around, I think John finally lets me off the hook a little bit. And, you know, as only John can, you can't stay – you can't be mad at John. He just kind of had that big chuckle, you know, like, oh, I got, I got you kind of thing. And then we all celebrated, and so everybody gave him a, a standing O that night, Aaron, uh, for being the Texas Sportscaster of the Year, and I kept my seat. I refused to give him a standing O. You showed him. <laughs> <laughs> I probably joined everybody and gave him a big round of applause. So, uh, lots, uh, lots going on in college football. There's another coaching thing that was kind of interesting, um, the – celebrated O-line coach at Oklahoma, um, Bill Biedenball, has decided not to go with Lincoln, and he's going to stay He's going to stay with uh, um, Coach Venables there in uh, – um, so, anyway, it's, uh, it's a very interesting uh, – there's a lot going on in the sports world, but he has decided to stay there with the Sooners. So, I think things are calming down a little bit with Oklahoma, man. I, you know, I, Aaron, I, I, I do like to poke the, uh, the horns with a sharp stick, and boy, people get mad. Why do you always have to be so hateful and all that kind of stuff? I'm like, I'm not being hateful. I'm just having fun. But uh, I did feel a little bit bad for them because they lost a really good player today. Did you see that that uh, defensive back uh, announced Aaron that he's going into the portal? Um, B.J. Is it B.J. – I want to call him B.J. Johnson, but that was a former receiver for them. Anyway, um, B.J. is the uh, is his first name, and uh, he is a defensive back. I think he played some safety, played a little cornerback, really good player, but he did announce he was going into the portal today for uh, for the University of Texas. So, Aaron, are you, uh, are you feeling pretty bad for the Longhorns? Never. Even, even with all these people leaving them? No, they actually, uh, yeah, B.J. Foster and uh, actually another defensive back, Chris Adamora, entered the portal yeah. today. So yeah, yeah, they're all heading out. They're heading out the uh, uh, the back the uh, forty acres now. If Texas hires, if they make the hire they've been rumored to, to make, if they somehow bring in Gary Patterson on staff, I, I don't exactly know what the role would be. Um, that would be interesting. That, I think that would bring a little credibility back to the University of Texas. People say, man, it's the University of Texas. I would just say it's been a bad year, okay? When you get, uh, 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 you know, the stripper or the uh, topless exotic dancer who has a pet monkey that's in the act with her and she's involved with the special teams coach, that, you know, that kind of stuff can leave a mark, all right? Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, the head coach.
Texas Tech joins us next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Clouds are on the increase tonight as a cold front moves in from the north. We're not expecting any rain chances as we have little moisture in the atmosphere. The lows tonight will dip to around 50 degrees. Tomorrow we'll wake up to some clouds in the morning before that sunshine comes out in the afternoon. Expect breezy conditions with much cooler air and a high of 57. Sunday, plenty of sunshine with a high of 62. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt in Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235-WELL. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. China Spring is in Round Rock to face Cuero in a 4A Division II semifinal, while Mark meets Falls City in Elgin in a 2A Division II semi. The Mark game can be heard on ESPN Central Texas. There's a 5A D1 semifinal at Midway's Panther Stadium tonight between College Station and Mansfield Summit, and two 6A Division II semifinals tomorrow at Baylor's McLean Stadium, Katy versus Austin Westlake at 2, and Tomball versus Denton Geyer at 7. Baylor men's basketball could be number one in the polls next week after Purdue was knocked off by Rutgers, and Mary Harden Baylor plays Wisconsin Whitewater in the NCAA Division III semifinals tomorrow. You can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas beginning with the pregame show at 2 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas and uh, 
proud to be joined right now by the head football coach at Texas Tech. It sounds good. It hurts me a little bit to say it because I'm obviously a Baylor guy, and we loved having Joey McGuire uh, in the Baylor family for several years. Uh, Joey, um, great to have you, and congratulations. I was really hoping you would leave your, uh, uh, your, you know, your quintessential let's go uh, with us. I was hoping you'd leave that in Waco, but you've taken it with you, and now, now we know when, uh, when someone commits to Texas Tech instead of committing to Baylor. It took me a while, Joey, before I could kind of separate that and realize they'd gone to Lubbock instead of coming to Waco. <laughs> Uh, that's funny, man. No, I'd take that with me. I'm going to see if I can't take a couple other things, too, with that uh, take three and and yeah. uh, some of that stuff. Yeah, I, I talked to some attorneys. I think we're working on keeping take three, all right? we. I don't think <laughs> – <laughs> no, you hey, used I it. Copied <laughs> that. I copyrighted that whenever I was in Cedar Hill, so they can't have Oh, it. dang it. Dang it. That went all the way back to Cedar Hill. That's my bad. Uh, I thought uh, – that boy, you and Phil got that thing rolling. By the way, I'll never forget that season. But uh, well, now you are dyed in the wool. It didn't take you long. You got all that red and black gear, um, and uh, you're, you're making those. Uh, you're making the guns up signs and everything. Uh, has it? Uh, I bet it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. Have you? Uh, did, did how long did it take you to kind of find some? Uh, a place to stay there in, in Lubbock. Did you immediately find a new home? Or are you still home shopping out there? How's that process been? No, luckily my wife is. Uh, we we put a bid on a house and they accepted it. So I don't know exactly when we're moving in, but we okay. we have found something and um, so uh, we're ready to go. We got everything out of uh, the place we were staying in Waco, or she did uh, two days ago, and then got a lot a lot of stuff in our Dallas home and uh, getting ready to move everything up here and sell that why don't you just keep all of those Joey I mean I I, uh, I I've, I've had a peek at that contract it looks pretty good to me I would just keep several homes and uh, <laughs> and 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 just kind of go from place to place but I do know you are I think you told them that you plan to to die in Lubbock that sounded a little morbid to me you're a young guy I mean, I don't even know if you've turned 50 yet, so let's not talk. be talking about dying. Did uh, when, when you first started hearing from Texas Tech, Joey, was that uh, – uh, what was that – What was? tell me how quickly that happened. I, this, this has been a wild coaching carousel, part of, partly because of this early signing period. You remember when Coach Rule hired you. You guys had to yeah. put a class together in a hurry – uh, I would say, Joey, that, that, that early signing period, I don't think we knew the unintended consequences, but I guess that, that more than anything else has created a situation where coaches get hired earlier than ever. How strange was that, Joey, to be working like crazy for Baylor, and then the next day you're working like crazy for one of Baylor's rivals? Well, you know, it was crazy. I mean, it was, uh, you know, going into – uh, the TCU week, we were kind of uh, talking and, and thought that that might be a possibility. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we uh, come out of that game, and, man, it was like bang, 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 uh, the second interview on that Sunday after the game, and then getting announced uh, that Monday or Tuesday. So it, it went really quick. It, w- it went really quick. It was exciting. Um, I'm glad that I'm here and, and, and uh, love it. You know, I, I 
said I'm gonna fly, die here. I plan on coaching until I do, and I hope I don't die until I'm eighty something. So uh, <laughs> that I said after I said that, I said, "Well, shoot, man, I hope it's not in the next couple of days." So so far, so good. What do you remember when you were at Cedar Hill and having those great seasons? I would imagine that goes back to even maybe when Leach and then, of course, Tuberville was out there. What, what, think back to what your impressions were of, of Texas Tech when you were a high school coach and maybe Tech and other schools were recruiting your players. What did you, what did you think of that place back then? Well, you know, I've always had a fondness for and, and just really love Texas Tech. My best friend from here. And so um, I came out here a lot from 89 uh, to probably 92, 93 and, and watched a lot of Tech games and, and you know, just fell in love with Lubbock. And so I always had a, a really good feeling uh, coming out here. And then my daughter graduated from here, my sister and two brother-in-laws, my nephew and my dog's from Lubbock, and so it's just kind of one of those deals that felt like home. And, and uh, when I had the opportunity to get the job, man, I knew this was the right one. You said your dog is from Lubbock? Oh, yeah, my dog was born out here in Lubbock. What kind of dog? A blue lacy, the Texas State dog. <laughs> the blue lacy. Yeah. I mean, does the dog does the does the blue lacy have you ever taken uh, the blue lacy like on a recruiting trip with you? No, but I might have to now. You get especially out here in West Texas. He's West Texas tough, so uh, when we, I might have to take Charlie out a couple times on the road with me. <laughs> well, one of the things uh, it, it, talking to Joey McGuire, former Baylor associate head coach, now head coach at Tech. One of the things you got to do is there's the excitement of becoming the head coach, and then immediately you got to start putting a staff together. And, of course, uh, Joey, as you know, everybody's like, oh, who's your offense coordinator? Who's your – I mean, the, the next day they want you to have the entire staff put together. But um, uh, that's got to be a fascinating process. And you've been through it on the other end before, um, and you've had to put staffs together in high school. But as the head coach, I would imagine that was quite a uh, – probably fun, also chaotic – and then all of a sudden you 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 got one coach everybody's excited you're keeping and Sonny Cumbie and then he gets a head coaching job. So I mean I know you're happy for him, but it's kind of like, well here I go again. I got now I got now I got to get another coach in here. What's what's that process been like? You know I think that's been the biggest relief of getting everybody. You know we still got a couple spots of uh, um, you know like graphics design and stuff like that, but. Uh, um, it's, uh, it was huge relief whenever I finally got my DC and kind of really everybody in place because, you know, the recruiting part has been going great, you know, and I try to focus on the current team and then building the team with this signing class. And so that, that was good. And I felt great about that, but you know, the, uh, my phone was almost, you know, never stopping. I, I mean, I was lucky enough to really build a really good network and know a lot of mm -hmm. different coaches. And, you know, I was getting input, but I was also getting calls about, you know, possible uh, openings on the staff. And so pretty chaotic. So whenever Coach Ruta was finally official, man, I was able to take a deep breath because that was uh, – he was kind of the final piece of the puzzle. And, and so – um, really excited about him, but it, it was fun building the staff. I was one of the biggest things for me is I wanted to make sure that I took the the time and was patient getting the right guys 
you know, in, in here, um, you know, cause I thought that was really important that, you know, just, uh, I've seen staff put together too fast and, and, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it comes back and bites you and I didn't want to do that. I want to make sure I took my time to get the right people in the building. Well, and, and Zach Kitley is, uh, your, your new OC and DeRuder, like you just said, a defense coordinator. I think that's a good combination. You got one guy who's been around a long, long time and one kind of up and comer type. Um, I mean, you you know, you you've been around some of those uh, those young guys that bring a lot of energy to a staff, but you also you got to make sure they're seasoned enough uh, to be able to call plays and that kind of thing. What? Uh, how did Zach Kitley? I, I know he's had great relationship with not only Patrick Mahomes, but I think you know, obviously he worked there with Cliff. Did you start hearing from people about Zach almost from day one when you got the job? Well, uh, Zach and I really kind of connected last year, you know, just okay. talking and, and I, you know, I was, I thought he was doing such a great job. And so, um, you know, whenever, I mean, I wanted to be a head coach again. So whenever you start looking at that, um, I was connecting with uh, different guys that if I did possibly get a shot that I wanted to have, uh, I wanted to have a, a good pool uh, to pick from. And so I really reached out and, and talked to him last year. And and then, you know, every week he'd be texting me good luck this year and me doing the same thing. And so we've stayed connected. Um, and, you know, so it was it was one of the deals that I kind of already knew. You know, it was kind of like really there was like three or four guys in each position that I felt um, good about um, that I had on paper to – Hey, this guy or this guy, what happens here and stuff like that. So I felt good. I just wanted to be slow enough in a lot of the positions to make sure that, again, we got the right one. All right. Talking to Joey McGuire, Texas Tech head coach. Um, and uh, Joey has been on with us many times, but now he is a head college coach. And uh, you had other opportunities. Other people wanted you. I think this, you know, this is uh, this rewarded your patience there. If you think about it, I, I laugh at some of these other coaches. They're very, very thankful that you didn't take. I won't name names, but that you didn't take some of those other jobs because they got to go take those jobs, and some of them have done really well. What do you think, Joey, about uh, your current? I, I know you can't talk specifically about this recruiting class. It looks like you're. Uh, I, won't, I hope you don't take too many of this class of the Baylor one. That's the only thing that makes me a little scared. But uh, this. Uh, this class, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of excitement around the program. And then also your relationship with high school coaches has always been a huge calling card with you. You're already in the Hall of Honor or whatever it is the with the Texas High School Coaches Association. I saw that picture the other day. That was really neat. You were in front, and you had all those folks behind you, the Texas High School Coaches Association. What's that been like as the head coach interacting? I mean, you already recruited, so you already knew those people. It's not like you're acting different, I don't think. But I, I would imagine as the head coach, you know, it's different when you walk into a high school and you walk into those. How how has that whole thing been? Because, I, I, like you say, you had to hit the ground running. Uh, man, it's been awesome. You know, I mean, I'm one of them. And uh, I think that's going to help us through this period. And it, it's really going to help us in the future. I mean, they know exactly who I am. And so um, I'm not having to go in there and convince them, you know, that uh, – this is what we're about. They know what we're about, and they know that I represent them sitting in this chair. You know, I represent the 
you know, Texas Tech University, but I also represent all the Texas high school coaches in the state. You know, I'm one of them, and, and I want to make them proud, and, and then I want them to have the same opportunities if that's their goals and aspirations. So what I do, um, you know, makes it easier for people to hire, you know, high school coaches that are really as good or better than any college or professional coach I've ever been around. And so I think that's that's really important. And and then I think just the connections through that, that they'll be able to tell parents this is who he is and what he says is what he does. And um, I think you'll see it in this class, um, and then I think you'll definitely see it in the future, and that's only going to help this university. All right. Now, what about the tech people listening are, 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 are going to be dying to know what your kind of evaluation is of uh, you – First thing you got to come in, you got to kind of see what what is left and what you're building with, and, um, and and obviously you've got some interesting quarterback situations. Shuck got hurt, Columbia's been around there, and then that young kid actually had some good moments this year. And uh, boy, the Red Raiders nearly uh, nearly ruined Baylor's season, as you saw. By the way, I was going to ask you about that. I I had to go out of uh, the country, believe it or not, for that game. Were you? Um, was that that had to be an interesting situation? Did where did you hang out for for that game? I, I imagine did you find a did you find a nice suite somewhere to kind of observe everything, or were you up there? I mean, I it's hard for me to imagine you not trying to throw a coach's headset on up there in the uh, up there in the box or something. How did you handle that coming back to Waco? Well, I actually wasn't in Waco. I actually told uh, or not told. I asked Kirby. I was like, you know, this is one that. First of all, if I'm not on the sideline in Waco, then there's no reason really for me to be there other than to continue to evaluate our, our team. And so I actually yeah. watched it from the house because okay. um, it, it was just too much. It was going to be too emotional. And, and for uh-huh. me not to have any true control over what was happening in the game, um, I mean, I know whenever Baylor comes out here uh, next fall, it's going to be emotional anyway, and, and I can't wait for that to happen. Uh, but me not really being coaching in the game, there was there was no need for me to be a part of that. Um, being there and and uh, being a distraction either way, and so I wasn't there. You know, I was I was uh, the the Baylor the team the guys that I've recruited, um, which is about ninety nine percent of that team, and they have been incredible. You know, as far as uh, whenever I left, just being excited for me and. And, um, you know, especially that older group, because that's still my son's group. You know, that was the first recruiting class that, you know, like you said, I mean, we had to put it together. And and we started with Petrie, who was already committed. And and we went and got Terrell Bernard. And, you know, a lot of old guys that have played a lot of football games, um, a lot of tough guys that are the brand. And, um, you know, I think that, that showed up real quick this whole entire year. Uh, of what those guys uh, were able to do and, and all the stuff that they went through in 2017 and 18 and 19 and then uh, some of the things that went on in 2020, um, it just toughened them and prepared them for that. So I stayed at home. There was really not no reason for mm-hmm. me to be a distraction there. And so uh, I'll get to see those guys next fall here here in uh, Jones AT&T, and I'm really excited for that game. No, we're not letting that happen. We're going to put it back at a neutral site uh, in um, <laughs> in Arlington. So we don't. <laughs> that'll be interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, in in that game. By the way, I, how do you? By the way, I, I'm sure. Uh, 
Sonny comes to you and goes, Coach, what can you what can you help us with here on their personnel? But there's got to be a part of you, like you just said. You're extremely loyal to Bernard and Petrie and a lot of those kids you recruited. You're walking a very fine line there on what you want to share and help Tech with. But, you know, I mean, that's an awkward type deal. Did you did you just kind of do what you could do but didn't want to go overboard with it? Oh, no. You know, I think it's uh... – Sonny's got such a great mind and, and, you know, really, I mean, he had watched enough film and, and Mm -hmm. uh, felt good about their game plan. And, and so, um, you know, again, not being on the headset, not being down there, um, you know, it was, it was something that, you know, I just needed to, to keep evaluating the game. I'll be, I'll be able to do all the things that we need to do um, next year as far as, I'm sure they'll have to change up their signals and, and all that <laughs> stuff that they thought they were going to have to do. Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Well, it's you yeah, know, it's kind of Coach Arena says it all the time. You got a new team every Sunday, and so um, you know, we'll see how how that yeah. goes for for both of us. It's yeah, it's going to be fun, man, because Baylor is such a uh, great uh, program and and got some really really good football players, and so. Yeah. Um, well, it'll it'd be a lot of fun. I blame you for that 75-yard play, though, where they dumped it off to the <laughs> guy, uh, the tight end or whatever, and he runs forever. Oh, yeah. I, I was saying, well, that, I think that's something uh, I think that's something Joey. So I gave you credit, even if you didn't help out with that. So <laughs> just go ahead and take it. Gotcha. La- uh, la- last thing I had, Joey, did, did um, Dave Aranda's name has come up a lot. Fortunately, it looks like he wants to stay at Baylor, and, and Baylor wants him to stay, obviously, and and it's going to work out that he's going to stay. What What are just a couple things uh, you had to, you had some big decisions to make uh, when you didn't get the Baylor job to to stay. You had other opportunities. You decided to stay at Baylor. Um, what, what's the What's your biggest takeaway from from being around Coach Aranda? What What was the uh, what 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 did you learn about him that uh, that you feel like you can kind of take on your way? You know, he's just, he's a good guy. You know, I think he's a genuine guy and, and, uh, you know, and so that, you know, he fits, he said it, I think he fits Baylor. Um, so I, you know, everybody said to me whenever the LSU was going on and then, you know, his name the other day was Oregon and I just laugh at people. I'm just like, yeah. that's not who he is, you know? And so I think he fits there and, you know, my main, I, I'm glad he, he allowed me to stay. My main reasons for staying though were for, Garrett McGuire to finish up with that that class as far as with him and then you know I told the players um, uh, whenever I was the interim coach look we're family and my plan is on being here and and so uh, when he gave me the opportunity to stay I I definitely wanted to be with those guys I mean again uh, the way we recruited you recruited the entire class it was not a lot of positional recruiting and and um, so you recruited the entire class. So those guys, you know, Cole, Maxwell, and Petrie, and JT, and Simo, and um, Boogie, and you go on the other side with uh, Kerry Bohannon and all, you know, uh, Abram Smith. We talked him into coming to Baylor sight unseen. He met Rule whenever he <laughs> moved into the to U- University Park Apartments. Uh, Tristan Ebner. I mean, we had a hand – and recruiting all those guys. Uh, I remember sitting in Taquan Thornton's, uh, his home whenever we were in Miami. So, um, you know, it, it was a really, really good roster uh, to, to take and, and uh, mold and, 
and now they're the Big 12 champs. And so I'm just glad I was able to be a part of it. Yeah, I remember all those trips when I was in college uh, or even in high school. I'd come out and go in band from Raider Land, the whole the whole shebang. And uh, oh, yeah. being from Kaufman High School, folks loved it out there in Lubbock, Texas. Somebody said to me, Joey, the other day, they said, uh, how could anyone not like Joey McGuire? They were on the phone with <laughs> me, and I just, I just told them, I said, if they beat us enough, we'll learn not to like him. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. I, I just, you know, I just try to be myself, man. You know, and and uh, and love people and love players, and I think uh, people see that as genuine. And and uh, you know, I've told different people, there's nothing fake. It's you know, everything's up front. And if you do that and you're truthful, then um, people will be able to process that and and see if that's really what they want. And so. That's what we're going to try to do. I feel like I've learned from some of the best coaches in the world and, and uh, my mentors. And so we're going to get it going out here. We're really excited. All right. Well, at least now you won't hear from me with my random suggestions for kids you should recruit, right? I can't – I got you. I won't share any of my Mosley my Mosley secrets, uh, you know, because i got to keep them right there in Waco. Coach, we, uh, we're excited for you, and, and uh, the folks in Waco – uh, are uh, very happy for you and appreciate your uh, major contributions to uh, the Big 12 champ. So uh, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. You bet. Thank you, man. There he goes. Joey McGuire, the uh, head football coach at Texas Tech. And he's putting a pretty good class together, it looks like, out there. And we will see where it all goes from here. Campus Confidential coming up next. <laughs> The China Spring Coaches Show with Brian Bell. Brought to you by Kristen Clements, Camille Johnson Realtors, China Spring Country Store, Triple S Sports, Benchmark Mortgage, and First National Bank of Central Texas. China Spring Cougars on their way to the Class 4A Division II state semifinals thanks to a come-from-behind 34-14 win over West Orange Stark. Coach, some uncharacteristic turnovers caused troubles in the first half, but the defense made sure that that didn't get out of hand. Uh, yes, absolutely. Phenomenal job by our defense and coming out and giving us some momentum um, and, and our offense just couldn't couldn't capitalize early, kept kind of giving the ball away and making some foolish errors that, that are kind of uncharacteristic to those guys. But like you said, proud of our defense and the way they stepped up and, and were ready to play early and, and uh, didn't allow them to kind of get a run together and get some momentum. And, and uh, kind of one, once we got our feet up underneath us, we, we kind of took off and never looked back. And so I was proud to see our guys respond after some adversity. Special teams can play a big part on at this level of play, and Thomas Barr was able to give you the lead just before halftime. He's a phenomenal kicker, a very humble kid, but a good Christian kid, I mean, just phenomenal person inside and out, and he's a great athlete. And his work ethic's uh, unbelievable, and I'm just really proud of the progress he's made over the last couple of years and really, really proud of him. Next up is Cuero. What can you tell us about this year's Gobblers? Extremely explosive. Um, just their athletes they have on the offense side of the ball um, are unbelievable. The quarterback does a phenomenal job kind of dealing, and, and at the same time he can hurt you with his feet if he needs to. And so he can run the ball, and he puts a uh, puts a high fade ball out there for some guys sometimes and, and uh, really allows them to go get it. And so he, do, he does a good job. And defensively, they rally the football and play extremely, extremely hard. So anytime you do that, it's going to present some problems for the offense. So uh, we got to make sure that we're, we're geared up and ready to play this week because Quero's a phenomenal football team, and Coach Alvarez is doing a great job. Uh, those kids are well-coached, and uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. ESPN Central Texas.
When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. The one stop for all your farm and rent supplies is China Spring Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, China Spring Country Store also has the latest styles from the most popular brands of women's Western clothing, including those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude, plus jewelry, lawn and garden products and Plum Creek Crockers that will be perfect for your front porch. Go by and see Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway. Flinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out! Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Hi, this is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. And we are, uh, we are rolling through a Friday and uh, major high school action. Had uh, one team advanced in Central Texas, one team did not. And then a couple of a uh, couple of our area teams in action tonight, and we'll get you caught up on some of that uh, at five o'clock. We're going to have uh, chilling with Quillen. Uh, Curtis Quillen will will jump on with us, and Curtis is uh, the sports director at Channel Six, and he does a great job staying on top of all these local uh, these big time high school teams. And uh, we'll have to visit with him about his alma mater losing to the Bears, and he'll have to pay the piper on that deal. Um, Aaron Sexton, what do you have in store for us today in Campus Confidential? Thank you, Matt. As you know, most of the college football head coaching vacancies have been filled, but there are a couple that are still open, including Duke, the uh, Raleigh News Observer, 
reporting earlier that Clemson's Tony Elliott and Texas, the offensive, Clemson offensive coordinator Tony Elliott and Texas A&M defensive coordinator Mike Elko were the leading candidates. Of course, Elliott has since taken the Virginia job, but multiple sources were reporting, and now Susie Colbert has tweeted, Susie Colbert, excuse me, uh, the former ESPN reporter and now the uh, Sunday Night Football Countdown co-host is reporting that a very familiar name to Cowboys fans is now the leading candidate for the Duke job. Any guesses? A former, so Susie Colber, by the way, back in a long time ago, Susie Colber worked in the media department for the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. That is where she got her start. And uh, Susie's had a tremendous career. And as, by the way, I've got to spend a little time with her at Monday Night Football Games. Extremely nice, about as, as nice as you would expect. Um, you're, did you say a for, somebody with Cowboys ties yes. Duke has interest in? Yes. So would that be Jason Garrett? It would be. She is Now, multiple sources have reported that he was one of the top candidates. She is reporting that he is the leading candidate right now. She tweeted that out earlier today. So from what I've gathered from multiple sources, the top two candidates are Texas A&M defensive coordinator Mike Elko and former Dallas Cowboy head coach Jason Garrett. And Susie Colbert is reporting that Garrett is the front runner. Wow. He Jason must be a great Garrett. interviewer. Oh, he is. I mean, he he got offers the uh, by from the Ravens and the Falcons when he, when they decided to keep him in Dallas when Wade Phillips and then obviously he replaced Wade Phillips, but he turned down both the Falcons job uh, and the Baltimore Ravens job when they ended up hiring John Harbaugh. They offered it to uh, Jason Garrett before that. And then I can't remember who who would have been the head coach before Dan Quinn with the Falcons, whoever they hired at the time, that would that uh, they, they had offered it to Garrett. So uh, really, really interesting the way all that stuff has played out. And um, that is just real. I mean, I just he's been forever a an NFL guy. He played in the NFL, and he gets a job with the Giants. He 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 coached um, with the Giants, I mean, he played for the Giants, then kind of started his career there. That's where his playing career ended. And then he got on with Saban uh, with the Miami Dolphins, and he kind of came up that route, and then obviously became the offensive coordinator with the Cowboys. He's got zero other than playing at Princeton, college background. I mean, I, I guess he'll probably be able to put a pretty decent staff together. I don't know how he'll do. I mean, nobody's really won at Duke. You don't have to win there. You just have to win maybe, I don't know, if six or seven games and you're fine. Cut, Cutcliffe was there forever, and he just kind of did the same thing every year, won six or seven games. So, obviously, Garrett can do that. He proved that forever with the Cowboys. I mean, he could he could go eight and eight. Now, they don't play 16 games uh, in college football, but, I mean, he could go eight and eight better than anybody. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I don't uh, – that does not I, – I get it because he, he loves Duke and he would always go there to visit with Coach K. But, I mean, if you're Duke fans, are you, are you that excited about Jason Garrett coming? Maybe they are. He got fired at Dallas. He gets fired by the Giants in, like, his second season as offense coordinator. He doesn't make it even, like, halfway through the season. And, and Duke's like, yeah, we want that guy. We want Jason Garrett. I, it's, it's a, I guess it's a fairly recognizable name, 
but I've got that as an uninspiring hire. I, I don't I don't like that hire. I agree. I've never been a Jason Garrett fan, but you did mention his almost mystical ability to finish 500, six and six, get you into bowl games. So yeah, you know they may be in a bowl game every they year. They may hire him six. at Texas. <laughs> <laughs> it would be an improvement if he could get to 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> Michigan's Jim Harbaugh is the Associated Press College Football Coach Boo. of the Year. Yeah, according Boo. to the AP. Uh, he got 22 first-place votes and 103 points. Uh, second was Cincinnati coach Luke Fickle with 16 first-place votes and 88 points. And Baylor head coach Dave Aranda finished third with five first-place votes and 47 okay. points. And uh, – I, you mentioned it in the first segment, but I totally agree. You shouldn't win Coach of the Year just because you finally beat Ohio State. I mean, that, that, that program was already in a good spot as far as recruiting, as far as winning. All, all he wasn't able to do was beat Ohio State, which he did this year. Uh, what Coach Aranda did was really amazing. And like you, I agree. If he was going to lose it to anyone, it should have been Luke Fickle because what he's yeah. done at Cincinnati has been pretty spectacular too. Yeah, but, but – we're not shocked no. Fickle went undefeated, and, and we are shocked that Michigan beat Ohio State, but that's more because of how bad they've been, you know, in that game over the years. And Harbaugh's had, you know, he's had some great moments as an NFL head coach. Hadn't been totally great at Michigan. He's been okay. But as far as expectations, Baylor was picked eighth in the conference. By all those geniuses in the media. <laughs> I'll have you know I always refuse to vote, <laughs> mainly because I just don't take the time to do it. But I was not one of the people who voted in that thing. But Baylor was, was ranked eighth. I didn't really speak up this mu that much this year because last year I couldn't understand why Baylor was ranked so low because they had a lot of the same players back. And sure enough, they go two and seven. And the COVID, obviously, and a new coach. And, I mean, it was just a mess. And then this year they come back. And they're even better than the rule year. I mean, they are. They just flat out better. I mean, I don't – I love Charlie Brewer, and he had a great career. But, like, the year Gary Bohannon had and then Shapin at the end, the quarterback play was every bit as good as it was with Brewer, maybe better. The defense – I would say the only thing you could say is the defense obviously had more takeaways and sacks under Phil Snow in 2019 – but this was a great defense, and they had plenty of takeaways. They had a huge amount of takeaways. Um, so I, you could probably have an argument on which one was the better defense. I think this defense had the more spectacular players, uh, although James Lynch was incredible on that, on that last Baylor team. But that, that, that's a, Aaron, that may be a, a, a good uh, topic for down the road. Who, what's the better Baylor team from between this season and 2019? Yeah. We might have to uh, debate that a little bit. Yeah, I know where I would land on that. but um, And it's not just recency bias either. I would I would lean towards this year's team being better. But uh, for a couple of the reasons you mentioned and a couple others. But, yeah, that would be a, a very interesting topic to get into. Uh, one more real quick. Uh, the contract for new Oklahoma Sooners football coach Brent Venerables, $43.5 million over six years, according to ESPN, making it one of the richest contracts for a first-year head coach in college football history. The Board of Regents for Oklahoma University approved the deal, which is $7.25 million annually with a $100,000 a year increase each season and $400,000 bonus for winning the national championship. 
$7.25 million a year in Norman, and you live like somewhere in Norman, Oklahoma. Do you think you could get by on that, Aaron? Do you think maybe you just figure out how to do it? I would be living like five million. I would be living like Elon Musk if I made that much money and lived in in Norman. <laughs> you'd like go to the moon or whatever, yes. or you take a trip into space. That's exactly right. Just like just that throwaway money. Um, I uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Congratulations to uh, Venables, but uh, he's put in the work. He's done it a lot of years, and he's already made great money. But this is even better money. That's uh, he was the highest paid assistant for a long time in college football. Uh, I think Aranda may have uh, rivaled him at LSU. But uh, but anyway, it was uh, that's that's fascinating to imagine that making that much money. It'll be interesting to see where Aranda's contract comes in. We talked a little bit about that with Mac Rhodes yesterday. All right, it is time to talk to Curtis Quillen, sports director at Channel 6. Our weekly visit with him. We got major high school action uh, in the area tonight. Uh, two of our great programs are uh, are are trying to get into that state title game. Uh, it happens tonight. We talk about it next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. This is Richard Carr. We have shared many challenges together over the past year, but 2021 brought a new business challenge. Computer chip shortages have created long delays for new vehicles. We're told production is improving and cars are coming. At Richard Carr Motors, we have a list of vehicles already in production called our inbound vehicle list. These are vehicles that will be delivered first. Get your name on our inbound vehicle list and be first in line for your new GM car or truck. Thank you, Central Texas, for your continued support. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the foundation doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the foundation, doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctor is just like old Santa Claus. Just like old Santa, we make house calls. 
From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, none other. As we roll into the 5 o'clock hour, busy time. Uh, we, you know, things have slowed down a little bit on Friday nights, obviously because uh, our man Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen, uh, has done a great job all year, but a lot of times he'll have to report on many, many different high school games. Now you get down to the very end of the season and you get deep in the playoffs and you start to lose a few teams. Fortunately, when you work in Central Texas, the teams tend to hang around for a while. Hated to see, uh, hated to see uh, this, uh, this Hawley uh, take down Marlin. But, uh, uh, Curtis, great to have you back. You were at a wedding last week. Uh, like some kind of Friday night uh, uh, wedding type situation, but uh, great to have you back on the air. And um, boy, Lorena did what it had to do. And I mean, uh, that team, that, that poor team in the Austin area, just ended up uh, uh, ended up in a ditch. Uh, I tell you what, Coach Biles, the whole program, that was pretty impressive, Curtis. Not hearing him, Aaron. I don't know if we lost him or not. Oh man! After that beautiful, that beautiful uh, introduction, it to, was good. To, uh, <laughs> to, yeah, I mean, I really launched into it and talked about Curtis. Now we get him on. I'm not going to say any of that. I'm just going to say, here's Curtis. Just talk. Uh, Curtis Quillen, sports director at Channel Six, a man that uh, he'll show up at college games. He'll show up at some of these high school games. And while we're waiting for Curtis, um. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. We're 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 uh, gonna try to get him right back on the air. Uh, we got Mart and uh, Fall City. That uh, that is going to take place this evening, and um, our own our own Tom Barfield will be all over that. He has uh, after calling Waco High games all year. Uh, Tom got on the Mart bandwagon, and he's. They love him in Mart. He's really become, in fact, I think Tom's thinking about leaving Robinson and just moving right out there to Mart. But uh, uh, Coach Tusa and uh, Tom, when they see them coming, that's a, uh, those are very distinguished gentlemen in Central Texas. Both of them very well known. They can't really move around the area without people stopping them to talk. But uh, glad to have Mart. All right, we apparently have Curtis Quillen. Curtis, I'm going to blame your phone for what any kind of issues, gremlins. It, certainly, it could not be our equipment. We are we have wonderful equipment here, even in broadcasting. And um, Curtis, good to have you. I'm going to have to skip. I gave you a wonderful uh, uh, introduction earlier, but I'm just going to have to skip all that. And I'll just say, <laughs> sorry, sorry, my Bears had to do that. I I uh, I know you had your news hat on the other day, but did you? What what was that moment as the as the young man's trying to get into the end zone? What what was your were you were you kind of were you pretty tense? I I didn't have uh, eyes on you at that point. I was uh, I was at a different part of the uh, press box than you. 
You know, it, it, it's funny. Chris Williams from KWTX was about two people over from me, and he kept looking over at me during that fourth and goal play with Desmond Jackson. And, man, I, I eventually got to the point where I was like, okay, there's really no point in me shooting this play from 115 yards down the field. So I'm going to move closer to the Baylor bench. And I actually shot it from over near where uh, where Hankins was taking practice kicks on the sideline. And what a play. Like, it doesn't matter which hat you have on. For a Big 12 Conference championship to come down to one play like that, that's great for college football, and it's great for the conference. Um, and I was talking to a mentor of mine, who uh, John Holcomb, who's the color commentator for the uh, Cowboy Radio Network. Like, is that play different with Jalen Warren? And he goes, honestly, maybe, but Baylor's defense is still really good, and so they could still make that stop even if it's Jalen Warren. And so – there's a lot of there's a lot of you know conversations that can be had about that play, but the fact of the matter is Baylor made the stop, and yeah, that was a an, an incredible ending to an incredible football game, and I think that you know a game like that coming down to one play is a good thing for college football. Yeah, although you would have liked it to to end the other way, and and uh, I, I've seen some of those memes today. I didn't put it out there because I didn't know exactly who came up with it. And I hate to do those when I can't credit somebody. But there's an aerial shot, and it, it has the oh, kid yeah. stretching out, and it says somebody has the meme or whatever, like we're inches away from the weekend or something. <laughs> it was, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. Uh, Curtis, yeah, uh, that was a – well, you had a good attitude about it. I like it. You put your newsman hat on. And you do see it as a good thing for the conference, although a tough thing for Oklahoma State fans. Let me ask you this. If he gets in there and Oklahoma State wins that game, do you think Oklahoma State would have been one of the final four? No, I don't. Because I think you have, I think the committee made it clear this year that, you know, a uh, Cincinnati team that has won 23 games in the regular season and conference championship games. Uh, you know, basically 23 non-bowl games in a row uh, it has earned a ticket in. And so I think that Oklahoma State would have been number five. I can, I can see that. Um, but I don't think that it, the Cowboys, based on the way everything unfolded, I don't think the Cowboys would have been in, even if, even if it had been Warren, who I think has the ability to make that cut a little bit better than Desmond Jackson does. Um yeah, I don't. I don't think that that necessarily determined the fate. I think maybe if it's a conference championship, that you it might be a better argument. You know, I don't. I don't even think you can keep Jim Knowles if that if that if that touchdown scores. So I really don't know that it changes the traje- trajectory of anything other than Mike Gundy has a second Big Twelve championship. Yeah, and uh, oh, Gundy. What a uh, what an interesting interesting deal that was, and then uh, Dave Aranda gets his first Big Twelve championship under his belt. Talking to Curtis Quillen, Channel Six Sports Director, and uh, Curtis, how we had uh, had Marlin in in uh, action last night, and then obviously uh, Lorena. Uh, how did you uh, how did you kind of handle that? Did you uh, I know you like to get out there. I also know. Now that you're the sports director, you need to be in studio quite a bit. What, uh, where, how are you kind of trying to keep up with both of those games? Well, fortunately, Nikki was able to go up to Weatherford with Marlin and handle that for us. Um, our sister station in Austin, KVU, 
uh, was covering the Lorena Lago Vista game because they covered Lago Vista. And so I was fortunate they were able to help us out because we've got so many special projects going on right now, Matt, you know, with, uh, with high school football wrapping up combined with, uh, with Sugar Bowl prep preparation and, you know, year in review stuff that our station does every year. Uh, I needed to be in the office last night. And so I basically followed everything on Twitter while working on, who knows what at the moment. Plus we had the college football awards tonight though. We're dividing and conquering. I'm actually, I, I always wanted to channel my inner Tom Barfield. So I'm actually coming to you from the, uh, the press box, the press box. It's a beautiful Kelly Reeves athletic complex in round rock for the China spring Quero game. Uh, and then Nikki is down in uh, Elgin. I, I told her she needed to take advantage of some really good barbecue down there, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that barbecue is really her style, but she'll be handling uh, Mark Fall City round four tonight. Oh, man. Love getting Nikki, the New Jersey girl, out there in, involved in the, in the field. Elgin, she'll enjoy her time there in Elgin. They'll love her, and uh, that, that's interesting. Now, when you break this one down, uh, China Spring, Quero, I hear the, uh, the Gobblers. Um, I, I, I hear Quero, and I think of the great players of the past, uh, I think Brad Gable came from a, a former Baylor great. I think uh, Robert Strait came out of Quero. Uh, they've had some tremendous athletes they've produced over the years. Uh, how do you see this thing playing out? And uh, I know you always look at those uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football. Some of the uh, they'll they'll kind of almost put a line on games. How how's this thing shaking out in in that regard? So the DCCF computers have uh, China Spring as a five-point favorite tonight against Quero. And, you know, I look at that and I say, yeah, I can see that world. But then I also look at what China Spring has done against other teams that played a similar style to Quero. One thing you know with uh, former Coppers Cove coach Jack Alvarez, who's now leading the Gobblers, is you're always going to get a physical team when, when Jack Alvarez is on that sideline. doesn't matter who he's coaching. And so you know that that's what's going to happen with Quero. And honestly, that's one of their – historic traditions down that way anyways you travel south on 87 um matt i really think that this is one of those you kind of have to handle this game like you've handled the past two weeks with west orange stark and carthage because those are two very very physical teams and you know china spring's been very very good at playing in in those uh in those situations and very good at playing uh when they get punched in the mouth first and so you've got to kind of weather the storm and i really don't think you know you approach this game any different than you did two weeks ago in Prosper against Carthage. I don't think that you approach it any differently than you did last week in Tomball against West Orange Stark. Um, I think it's the same thing you've done the past two weeks, just different color jerseys on the other sideline for the third straight week. I really do. And, you know, I think that there's a world that this gets a little close because it is a state semifinal. And so it's a huge stage and there's massive motivation. There's going to be an electric crowd presence. I mean, I'm watching the line in the south end zone for, you know, Quero fans who are arriving, uh, just starting to form and stretch into the parking lot a little ways. And I'm sure China Springs line over here in the north end zone will be that way before too much longer, but they have a little bit less of a drive. So it, it's a big stage. You just got to weather the storm and do do what got you here. And I think that if you can manage that, the, things will be fine. All right. Make sure um... – Make sure you get up there in that press box and and, uh, and and claim your spot. And I hope they have some good pregame food. It's a big crowd. They ought to be taken care of. It should be a pretty big media crowd, I would say, would uh, would show up at this game. What about this Mart game? I mean, I, I've been praying that uh, Coach Tusa and Tom Barfield will get to call a close game. I, I know Mart doesn't mind blowing people out, but um, 
I'm telling you, man, they, they need to uh, – I think it's tough when, when, you, when you go a long time and you win some, uh, uh, some lopsided games. Suddenly, if you get in a close game, I think that's tough if it's been a while. What do you think about that ball game? I think that if there was ever a year that Fall City could have its shot at Mark, that maybe it's this year. And I was talking with uh, a buddy about this last night. Like, Mark's very good. They're a dominant number one. They've earned that right. And I, it's funny, you know, that 2% gap from last year where we go, okay, yeah, this one's pretty much Mark because, you know, Roger L. Freeman is is the human cheat code in 2A Division two. So this year I think it's more like, okay, yeah, I'm 98% certain that it's Mark. Um, but it's that 2% that's the gap and it's a difference than, you know, the years past with the Panthers. And do I think Mark's going to come out with a win? Absolutely. But you have to get Fall City out of its element. Fall City is better equipped, or not better equipped. Fall City is more used to playing in close games than the Panthers are. But I don't think that that's a knock on Mark. I mean, yeah, the one close game they played in last year didn't go their way. You don't think the coaching staff didn't watch the film, break that down, and, and figure out a way to fix it? Um, I, I have all the faith in the world in this Mark coaching staff. Kevin Hoffman is one of one of the one of the best in the state, and definitely one of the best in the area. And he's just very realistic with everybody um, in that field house. And I think that they've got it. I think they've got something in the bag tonight that maybe we haven't seen all season. Because yes, this is a quote unquote transitioning Mark team, transitioning into an era without a guy who's just bigger than everybody else in his division um, there in the backfield. But, I mean, they haven't shown any any inability to win a title this year at all this season. And I think that the way they dominated Region 3 just kind of is a credit to what they built there the past five years with the Panthers. Um, if, if you were asking me for a pick right now, I would pick, I would pick Martin. I'd pick them by multiple scores. Um, this is a fall city team that's motivated. This is, I mean, and, and is tired of losing to, to Mark, but you know, my dad, my brother, you know, I'm, I'm from Wilson County, which fall city gets the Wilson County newspaper, Matt. And so oh, wow. I, I know wow. what goes on down yeah. there. And I've, I've gone to Fall City games during bye weeks and when we had Saturday games when I was in high school because they were so good and so fun to watch. I know they're tired of getting their butt kicked by Mark, but I don't, I don't necessarily think this is the year that that stops because what does Fall City have that Mark hasn't seen this year? And I don't know what the answer is to that question. I don't know that there is anything that you can answer that question with. Well, I'm excited to hear about it, and uh, and boy, you and Nikki got this thing covered. Matt's been doing some great work. Uh, we'll have this thing covered for every. I like this Kevin Hoffman. I was just watching an interview of his. He wears his caps kind of like I do. He j- he's a guy that just kind of I kind of like the way the man uh, the man gets it done. And uh, I mean, people just basically put Mart in for the state title, and you know that's not easy because think about this year. They were like that one night. It was like uh, it was like a Friday night massacre type deal. There were five reigning yeah. champs that got taken down on like the same weekend or the same night, basically. And uh, and Mark Black just Friday. keeps yeah, getting it, it done. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Friday, it, it you're right. Incredible. Mark keeps getting it done. They beat teams twice this season. You know, because the, their district advanced the regional semis, and it completely occupied the last two weeks of regional play. 
this is a really good Mark team. Yes, this is probably the best team that Mark has faced all season. But at the same time, we've it, it, I, I feel like we've seen this play before, Matt. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think next uh, Friday afternoon, I you know, we could see Mark preempt the Matt Mosley show. Is uh is is as hard as that would be for somebody like you, Curtis, to stomach, I could see that happening. You know, a state title game with Mart involved would knock you. If you wonder what could knock the Mosley show off the air, that would be it. All right, that would. And be how it. fun would a McLennan County doubleheader be Thursday at ATT Stadium? You'd have Mart Stratford at 11 a.m. If Mart gets past Fall yeah. City tonight, because I know if Coach Hoffman is listening, he's going to get really mad at me for just assuming that they're going to win. If Mark yeah. wins tonight, you would have Mark Stratford at 11 a.m., Lorena Brock at 3 p.m., and then you'd have, if they beat Quero tonight, China Spring at 3 p.m. Friday, that Thursday doubleheader, all McLennan County, that would be a lot of fun, and that would put a lot of butts in seats, Matt. Yeah, it'd be good ratings, too, for Channel 6, and that's really what it's all about, okay, is, uh, is making sure we get enough eyes over there Channel 6. It is Curtis Quillen. Curtis, I appreciate it. Always fun to catch up with you. I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for having me on. There he goes with his weekly hit as they prepare for big games tonight as uh, he and Nikki uh, uh, cover up Mart versus Falls City, China Spring versus Quero. And uh, we get it all done. All right, might check in on the uh, on that whole Mart situation a little bit later in the program. Right now, though, I've got something for you on the Cowboys. We've got more on this brewing controversy what did Mike McCarthy go and step in? We tell you next. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali, 469-562-4188. Now time for a Cowboys update. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Mike McCarthy threw some gasoline on the Dallas-Washington rivalry yesterday. Hear what the head coach said right after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Need a holiday gift for the football fan in your life? Give the gift of the Cowboys this season with the Dallas Cowboys United membership presented by Globe Life. It's the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Memberships start at just $20 and include an exclusive fan pack, VIP member experiences, and more. Tis this season. Visit DallasCowboys.com United to give a Dallas Cowboys United membership today. That's DallasCowboys.com United. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy, who missed last week's game because of COVID, finally cleared protocols and was allowed to return in person to work at the Star yesterday. And in his morning press conference, he helped reignite the Dallas-Washington rivalry with these words heading into Sunday's huge road game in the nation's capital. We're, we're going to win this game. I'm confident in that and the prep that's going into it. But you know, more importantly, you know, we want to improve too along the way. So I think that's all part about what the challenge of the summer football gives you. 
The Cowboys have a two-game lead over Washington with five games left to play, and these two teams meet twice in a three-game stretch. The Cowboys expect to have defensive linemen Randy Gregory and Neville Gallimore returning from injury, but running back Tony Pollard could be a game-time decision because of a foot injury. Sunday's kickoff is noon central. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Tis the season and it's tamale season at La Fiesta and Way Cool Tacos in Waco. Choose from delicious pork or chicken tamales. Great for Christmas parties or Christmas dinner. Available in 6 or 12 count. Available at both Way Cool Tacos and La Fiesta. Need a stocking stuffer? Purchase a $25 gift card and receive $5 off your future food purchase. Available at Way Cool Village Pizzeria in Union Hall and La Fiesta on Friday. Franklin Avenue in Waco. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas from the La Fiesta family. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Clouds are on the increase tonight as a cold front moves in from the north. We're not expecting any rain chances as we have little moisture in the atmosphere. The lows tonight will dip to around 50 degrees. Tomorrow, we'll wake up to some clouds in the morning before that sunshine comes out in the afternoon. Expect breezy conditions with much cooler air and a high of 57. Sunday, plenty of sunshine with a high of 62. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. China Spring is in Round Rock to face Cuero in a 4A Division II semifinal, while Mark meets Falls City in Elgin in a 2A Division II semi. The Mark game can be heard on ESPN Central Texas. There's a 5A D1 semifinal at Midway's Panther Stadium tonight between College Station and Mansfield Summit, and two 6A Division II semifinals tomorrow at Baylor's McLean Stadium, Katie versus Austin Westlake at 2, and Tomball versus Denton Geyer at 7. Baylor men's basketball can be number one in the polls next week after Purdue was knocked off by Rutgers. The Bears just need a win over Villanova at the Ferro Center on Sunday to move up from number two. And Mary Harden Baylor plays Wisconsin Whitewater in the NCAA Division III semifinals tomorrow. You can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas beginning with the pregame show at 2 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The man who will call Mark versus Fall City uh, this evening will uh, will join us. 
uh, in uh, just a little bit, uh, 10 minutes or so, and uh, Tom Barfield's getting all set up and uh, in that press box there, and they will uh, they will uh, get it going. And uh, that is uh, – uh, Aaron, is he in – remind me, is that Elgin? Because I remember uh, Nikki was covering one of those games. I think that I think uh, I think uh, that uh, that was what uh, our man Curtis said. So I guess uh, yeah, yeah, that is man. I hope they I hope they got into town early enough to try out some of that barbecue. That 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 does have a, a very very famous uh, barbecue place. In fact, some of the best sausage in Texas, right there in Elgin. So uh, we'll keep our eye on that. We'll talk to Tom, and uh, that was it. Oh, he is ready. My gosh. I mean, he just you just never know. All right, I, I promised you we're going to talk Cowboys. I'll get you – we'll get you up to date on this feud right now between Mike McCarthy. He started it with the prediction that he had, and then, uh, and then Ron Rivera has fired back at him uh, saying that uh, that was not a smart move by the Cowboys. So as if the Washington Cowboys rivalry needed anything – now they're all fired up. We'll hear from both of them coming up here in a little bit. But first, we check in <clears throat> with Tom Barfield, who is, uh, I assume, right there in the press box getting ready to call Mart versus Fall City. And, uh, Tom, I mean, it's one of those things you don't want to take it. Uh, Mart knows better than to take it uh, for granted. But quite honestly, they, do, they go to the state uh, final uh, pretty much every season these days. So a lot of people do go ahead and, and pencil them in there. But I, the way I understand it, though, this Fall City team could at least offer some uh, pushback this evening. Well, we're going to find out in about an hour and a half. Good afternoon, Matt. How are you? And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a, it, ironically, this is going to be the fourth meeting uh, in the state semifinals between March and Fall City, and March 3-0 and in the previous three. So we're going to find out. Uh, that there's no question Mark's going to want to – want to go fast as they can they like to call it nascar or indy you know they're going to try to snap the football every eight and a half seconds see if they can't get down the field in a hurry and well fall city is going to slow this thing down the play clock will be about 38 seconds when they snap it and uh, they've got a big big quarterback matt and they're going to run the football and they're going to pound the football and it's going to be two contrasting styles so we're going to see we're going to see who wins this thing and the winner's going to move on to play Stratford in the state championship next Thursday morning at 11 a.m. at AT&T. All right. And uh, is Coach Tusa, I mean, seemingly in a good mood? Is he, he ready? Well, he is, is he? now. He's got his Elgin sausage, and he's got some barbecue. It, my goodness, does he have some barbecue. Save some for the rest, Coach. Uh, but, he, yeah, he's got plenty of barbecue, so he's content right now. Uh, is that, so he, is he, that... He, sir? Did they did they feature that in the press box, or did you in have to go box. to one of the local? Oh my! No, we were headed to one of the local south side south side uh, market is where we were headed, but yeah. uh, because of our timing issues, we we ended up coming straight to the stadium. And I had a I had a funny feeling that that you know there would be something here, a hot dog or a burger or something. But no, they've got they've got tremendous barbecue here. Where is it from, Coach Tusa? See, I give him one assignment: find out where the barbecue's from, and and he can't do it. But Myers, Myers, it's from Myers. So, what one of the fam- one of the famous places here in Elgin. So, there you go. Should be should be good. Should be a lot of fun. We're gonna have our dinner, and then we're you know we're gonna go down for pregame and go through the go through the exercises. And and, and Matt, it's only eighty seven degrees here in Elgin. 
<laughs> oh, that's perfect December football weather. 87, you're going to have kids cramping up down there. you got state semifinal, 87 degrees. My goodness. Well, and, and uh, it that's is, a great point because last week Chilton had some issues with cramping. And, uh, and the cool thing about for Mart, tonight Fall City will have seven players that will play both ways. Mart will have three. Three. And that's it. So uh, advantage Mart when it comes to, you know, to staying fresh in this in this heat. And it is, it's, got, it's toasty. I'm amazed at that. You know, in different classifications you expect – people to have to go to both ways but then some schools just have more kids go out they're able to specialize more and i was watching some 6a teams this year that would shock you tom that were, that literally had their best wide receiver was playing every down at safety and, and and in class 6a and i just thought this is wild but i guess hey if you're a coach and you've got one of your best players you know if that helps you win You'll go ahead and go that route. Well, this is—I'm uh, excited about it now, Tom. Do you do you kind of get excited thinking back to the old? Uh, I got to say, obviously the 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 it used to be the Redskins. Now to the Washington Football Team, the, the rivalry's not what it once was. I no. mean, it used to be uh, when we when you were growing up and when I was growing up. I mean, it was a hated type thing, and Harvey Martin and. And whatever that guy's name is, Darren Talbert. Or, I mean, those mm-hmm. guys hate George Allen, Tom Landry. I mean, there was a true hatred that existed. It's yeah. not really like that anymore. But but did you hear this sniping back and forth with uh, with Rivera and McCarthy? Uh, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like the buildup to this game. I said the exact same thing this morning. We had Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboys uh, television network on with us this morning. And I said, hey, it, it could could we be seeing 1978, 1979 again? Could we be seeing that, that hate between Washington and Dallas in the NFC East? Could we? He said, no. <laughs> no. That, that's yeah. not where we're going. Um, but you know what? It does make for some exciting stuff. You, you've got the Cowboys with a two-game lead playing Washington two of the next three games, Matt. So yeah, this could be this could be this could be fun. And, it, and if it gets a little chippy on Sunday, can you imagine what the next two weeks are going to look like? Yeah, that's fun. I, I, you're, you're right. And they play them two out of the next three games. Uh-huh. And I don't know what McCarthy was thinking, but. You know, I, I what's uh, Rivera checked him hard. I mean, Ch- Rivera checked him right into the boards. By the way, Yeomans, I don't know. I, I, he's probably born in like 1995, so I, I don't know if Kyle is our best guy to judge if this thing is going to get back like the the 1970s or 80s <laughs> Redskins Cowboys. But Kyle Kyle does a nice job, and and certainly he is from Midway, and uh, so it's always fun to have a local kid on to talk about the Cowboys. Okay, Tom, well, here's what I've been kind of praying for, that mm-hmm. y'all would – I want Mark to win. Uh, you know, we just had Kurt Quillen on, Curtis Quillen on earlier, and he, he was bringing up – I hadn't even really thought about it like this. I'm sure this has crossed your mind. Wouldn't that be so cool to, to next Thursday have, have a doubleheader? Yeah, have the doubleheader uh-huh. and then follow it up with uh, the Friday game, obviously. Um, I guess that would be China Spring involved right. in that one. I mean, this is a, this is pretty cool. I mean, now, Tom, and, and you honestly, never, Matt, you, yeah. could, you could have a triple header because that the night game would be Franklin, uh, borderline Central Texas. So it would go Mart, then Lorena, then uh, Franklin. 
uh, if if all if everything goes according to our good friend Hoyle. So all right, yeah, hold we on could one have second. A, hold on yeah. one second. I, let me just see if people in Franklin can hear me right now. Oh, shout out, shout out to Franklin. Text text me two five four six six two sixteen sixty. I think they can too. Yeah, and, and let me I, just tell you this: uh, you were coming in loud and clear here in Elgin this afternoon. Oh. How about like that in, in beautiful in Travis County? Huh? Golly, really? Into, into like, North Austin? Goodness gracious, that's great. I don't know if that's good or bad for our station for me to be heard that far away. We were listening <laughs> to the Coach McGuire interview. Oh, good. Uh, uh, this, uh, Coach, Coach Johnny Toos is with me. Hi, Coach. How are you? I'm doing good, Tom. Come, how are you? Come up for air on that sandwich. All right. Uh, hey, <laughs> it'll choke a mule, I'll guarantee you. Hey, so. Coach Tusa, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm really hoping you get to see a uh, close game. Now, Coach, did you ever run up against um, – uh, we were just talking about me uh, having uh, Coach McGuire on, now the Texas Tech head coach. Did, um, did you ever run up against uh, Joey – in any football games over the years? We never did, Matt. We uh, always went east. Uh, our first round was probably in the Tyler area. Uh, yeah. John Tyler back then, Tyler Lee, they're, I think they're legacy now. Lufkin, uh, we uh, uh, we <laughs> we went in the murderer's row most of the time. Uh, in that, yeah. uh, uh, I can remember we, we played uh, a bi-district game against John Tyler. Uh, I think the year was 93 or 94. Uh, they we we had lost both tailbacks. They beat us twelve to seven. They went on won the state championship. What I tell people is, you never know what night you play. You play in the state championship. You play six state championships, but you only play a state championship. Does that make sense? I mean, uh, <laughs> along yeah. the way, uh, I would think tonight or tomorrow when Katie plays uh, Westlake, uh, that that may be for the state championship. You know, when it's a semifinal game, but. Uh, the way it uh, turns, the way it turns out, the, the the way the schedule falls has a whole lot to do with how long you play, uh, who you play, and uh, how far you can get. Yeah, I would say so. I was sitting there as you were talking, thinking about some of your great players over the years, and Lewis comes to mind, obviously. And I used to coach uh, boys' club basketball when I was a Baylor student in the '90s, uh, early to mid '90s. And, uh, and and Coach Tusa, what was fun is I would have the little bro- the little brothers of like the ten and under uh, over at Brownfield Boys Club, and their older brothers would be on your team. And I was Absolutely. sitting here trying to think of of some of those kids. Now some of my kids I could already tell, Coach, were going to be tough kids to coach because <laughs> I was <laughs> I was already having trouble at nine or ten with them. Well, let me tell you, they're, they, uh, they're more trouble at 9 and 10 than they are at uh, 17 and 18, to be quite honest. Uh, but uh, it's a different kind of tough, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, you you probably had some of our uh, siblings, nephews, cousins, whatever, brothers uh, in that group. But we had quite a run on athletes there, you know, yeah. for a 15, 20-year period in there. And I was there for 23 years. And, of course, we yeah. had 19 playoff teams, so that – that tells you the caliber of people we were dealing with every year. And we were playing a, you know, we were playing a pretty, pretty tough schedule. Uh, uh, you were playing the Sisters of the Poor. Come on, <laughs> we never, we never played the Sisters of the Poor because we never went near those convents. So, uh, anyhow, <laughs> Matt, you, right. you know what you're doing right now, Matt, don't you? You interrupting supper. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I apologize, but I always, anytime I can get Coach Tusa on a mic, I, I, I really, uh, and I, I'll, I'm going to throw all these names against your coach next time yeah. we get to see each other. You but uh, you all have a great call, and uh, people have loved listening to you all. And uh, I, if you don't watch it, next year Mark's going to grab you on the first game of the season and not let you all call Waco High School games. But uh, it's a fun group to call, and uh, I, wish you, I wish them the best of luck tonight. You guys have a great call, okay? Appreciate right. it. You you. Have a good evening. All right, Coach Tusa, Tom Barfield, there they are in uh, Elgin. Golly, what have I said today? I'm now worried, Aaron, that they were listening to me the whole time driving down to Elgin. I hope I said a lot of good things and made some sense. Uh, I hope Coach Tusa uh, liked the show. Uh, now it makes me nervous to think of some of the different things we said. Okay, uh, we'll continue on, and uh, got some Cowboys for you. We'll hear from McCarthy, and we'll hear the response from Rivera. That's next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday afternoon Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, it's a top six showdown in the Farrell Center on Sunday afternoon as second ranked Baylor hosts number six Villanova. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So, let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It is arguably one of the biggest non-conference games in Farrell Center history. Coming up on Sunday afternoon as second-ranked Baylor hosts number 6 Villanova in a rematch of last year's Sweet 16 matchup at Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Head coach Scott Drew asked about the magnitude of this matchup here in December. How about first, Baylor being the only Big 12 school in the same calendar year to win a football, men's and women's basketball championship. That's amazing. So uh, thanks to the fans, uh, administration, and everybody that uh, plays a part in that. Uh, as far as Sunday goes, uh, we've been successful because we approach every game the same. 
and uh, we'll approach this game the same at the same time. Uh, obviously, it's important with the Big 12, uh, Big East Challenge, and whenever you have uh, uh, two top six teams uh, going at it, and we have so much respect for Villanova, and um, these are one, these are those games where um, after these kind of games, you find out exactly what you need to improve in and uh, what areas you might be better than you thought you were in. So uh, iron sharpens iron, and, and we'll get better from this game. Uh, I know it, it should be a great atmosphere, uh, and uh, I know our guys are excited to play in these type of games. Scott Drew and the Bears hosting Villanova on Sunday on the air at 1.30, tip-off at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas, television nationally on ABC on Sunday afternoon. Also, Baylor Volleyball has bowed out of the NCAA tournament, a 3-2 loss to Minnesota yesterday. Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda named the Associated Press Big 12 Coach of the Year, Jalen Petrie, the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you Sunday from the Farrell Center and have more on Monday. I'm John Morris. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. The one stop for your farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, Bar None Country Store also has fencing products and panels with gates and culverts, plus a good selection of deer feed and feeders. They also have the latest styles of men and women's clothing, plus those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude. Go by and see Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Bar None Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. The staff at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. And once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign. And they're asking for you to participate. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 10th, listeners to this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. The Marines will then distribute the toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you add your name to Richard Carr's inbound new vehicle purchase list or purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show. We had uh, Joey McGuire, head coach at Texas Tech, on the program earlier. Had Tom Barfield, Johnny Tusa, Coach Tusa on, the legendary Waco coach. They're in Elgin right now, wolfing down some barbecue pregame from Myers Barbecue, getting ready for Martin Falls City. Going to be a good game, I think. And a uh, little NASCAR offense. They'll get that thing rolling. Mart likes to get the players out on the perimeter. I was looking at some uh, – highlights i like that number one i like when he hits that i like when he hits that sideline boom i mean he turns that corner and it's over and i'm really hoping mart gets it going and i'd like the guys to someday get to call a close game but tonight i want mark to go ahead and put it on them and take them right on out of the game and uh and take care of business and get coach tusa and and, and uh, tom barfield on on back home pretty quickly this evening at least we don't have a 7 a.m uh, Baylor tailgate show in the morning for once, okay? So I'm glad Tom can actually sleep in. Tom likes to sleep in. Aaron, I don't know if you've ever known this about him. 
he 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 does that show to seven to nine in the morning, but he loves sleeping in until about eleven a.m. or noon every day. And I, so I don't know why he signed up for such an early. No, I don't think that's true. I think he's a man who loves to get up and 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 attack the day. Okay, he is up on the roosters like crow, as they say. And it's like you and I. You know, we we just <laughs> we we just like to we hit the, we hit the ground running each day. Uh, okay, now. I, I did want to I did want to hear this though, Aaron. I think you have this for us. Um, let's just real quick recap. This is what this is what got this little sparring match between the the Cowboys and the Washington Football Team going. Aaron, let's once again hear from uh, Coach McCarthy and and what he had to say about uh, he how he felt the Cowboys' chances of uh, what he thought they would do in Washington on Sunday. Uh, we know what people think of us. We love that. Uh, we're comfortable who we are, where we are. Uh, but I'm excited about what's in front of us because, you know, we, we, you know we're, we're going to win this game. Um, I'm confident in that and just, to, you know, the prep that's going into it. Uh, but, you know, more importantly, we're going to, you know, we want to improve too along the way. So I think that's all part about what the challenge of December football gives you. Okay. We're going to go win this game. I mean, it was just a – Kind of a big, big-time moment there for McCarthy. And, of course, the usual Jerry was asked about today. Well, I mean, what do you want him to say? Of course I want him to say we're going to go win. You know, so Jerry kind of played it down. Others have played it down. Uh, Dak was asked about it. Does he agree with it? And he said an expletive. He said, yes, yeah. All right, we can't say it on here. It's a family program. But he just said, yes, yeah. And, uh, but then, of course, yesterday – Coach Rivera, Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, was asked about it, and uh, here's what Coach Rivera had to say. Mike McCarthy basically guaranteed a win, going out there and saying Dallas will get this victory. What is your response when you hear a head coach saying that? I think it's interesting. I don't think it's important. I think that's the big mistake is because as far as I'm concerned, you know, you do that for a couple of reasons. One is you want to get in our head. And so I've told our players, this is, that's interesting. It's not important. What's important is our preparation, getting ready to play on Sunday. Secondly, he's trying to convince his team. You know? So again, I think that's another mistake because he's now made it about him and what he said. It's not about his players anymore. So I think that's the big mistake. That's why, to me, you, know, you don't do those things. What you do is you focus in on, you get ready, and you play football. We show up on Sunday, and we'll see what happens. Whoa. Whoa, Rivera. Now, today... Um, McCarthy did come back and he, you know, he kind of <clears throat> said some things and I, I you know, he kind of, he didn't take his statement back, but I, you know, of course you knew they were going to run back to him and said, well, listen to what Rivera said about that. Well, all right. At that time, at that point, it kind of petered out and, and whatever McCarthy said today didn't really have that much to do with anything. But I think that's very interesting in the way Rivera interpreted that is, McCarthy made this about himself, and he's basically asked the players now to back him up, and Rivera thinks that's the wrong move. Well played, Ron. Well played. I like how Coach Rivera played this thing because what he did is he didn't bite. He didn't try to make a, his own pronouncement. He just said he thinks the coach has now made a mistake, and uh, <clears throat> I like it. I like the back and forth, and I like what we're seeing in this rivalry, and uh, this is very exciting. All right, we've got, uh, we've got time to uh, have to say goodbye. It is time for the dismount. That is next. <laughs> 
Baylor Football on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we understand the digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. The Mart Panther Club proudly supports all Mart High School students in all sports by raising money to ensure that student athletes have the equipment and the tools needed to compete at the highest level. Ask how you can get involved with the Mart Panther Club. The Mart Panther Club wishes the best of luck to the eight-time state champion Mart Panther football team in their quest for another state title. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. Everything we do, we do for you. Slam Duck Benefits at First Central Credit Union. Tip off with free checking that pays cash, less fees, great rates, quick local loans, easy online applications, a free mobile app, secure remote control cards, 24-7 deposits, and more services at our ATMs, and a free new member t-shirt. Join today at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. Everything we do, we do for you. Eligibility and application requirements apply. Member NCUA. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. Oh, it is the Dismount. We got to say goodnight. Franklin's still out there, man. Shout out to our Franklin listeners. I've been focused on Mart, China Spring, Lorena, Marlin. I mean, for good reason. I mean, they're kind of right out there. I can kind of, you know... With, I got a pretty decent arm still in my late 40s. I can still kind of throw a rock out there and hit those communities. I got to throw. I can't throw one and hit Franklin. That's a little. That's a little too far from me. But our flamethrower goes right on out there. So shout out to Franklin. Sound off. I like hearing from you on the CNC Collision text line 254-662-1660. I was I, I I was trying to not be on my phone much. But I was getting some good feedback from listeners, Aaron, that uh, they wanted me to ask Coach Tusa about some uh, some big-time players in the future, okay? And and so I was going to bounce some players off of them, but I got the information too late. That was UBO's Sean Hunt weighing in. And, uh, boy, UBO, what a great partner they are. Also, uh, Aaron, I would be remiss if I didn't today mention the Baylor Club and uh, I, I had such a great time out there the other day. Aaron, I mean, you know how I am about the Baylor Club, and, and I get excited about being there and those panoramic uh, views and, and uh, all the stuff that goes along with that, and that was a great time out there. And I just like, um, I like the setup. I like all the, the, the special events that they have coming up. Um, I, I just think it's a really, really cool place and unique space to accommodate groups from 2 to 2,000. And you can get those city and stadium views. And, and I was watching people meet the other night. And, and, uh, and, so they, and they also have professional event planners on staff to help with the menu, timelines, diagrams, and details. All right, Aaron, Eminem Broadcasting. In fact, I'd like to have our company party there. Aaron, will you, would you mind uh, contacting Gary Moss, owner, 
of Eminem Broadcasting. Let's tell him we want to have our party right there at uh, at the Baylor Club. Now, for more information on joining uh, the Baylor Club, they've got some unbelievable membership opportunities. In fact, there's like $250 off initiation fee, the usual initiation fee uh, in December. Just go to thebaylorclub.com, all right? thebaylorclub.com. In fact, I'm doing it right now, and that's where you get to see all the great things, the story of the Baylor Club, pictures, all that kind of good stuff. All right, thank you, Mike Mosel. And thank you, Aaron uh, Sexton. Great job by you. Everybody have a great weekend, and we will see you Monday. Let's go win some football games this weekend. Our local teams, good night. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. A daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, the Oklahoma State Cowboys advance to the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl and a first-ever meeting with Notre Dame on New Year's Day.